Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is good to be here this morning. We are we are very blessed. The Lord has given us way more than what we need to, to do His work. And sometimes I think we forget about that. We forget uh, that, man, He's blessed us so much. I'm going to talk about faith and, 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 and a parable here in just a moment. But um, sometimes we forget to rely on our faith and, and, and on what the Lord has already blessed us with. And, and, and we have a lot more than we recognize sometimes. A few years ago, I was coaching basketball. Man, y'all get tired of my stories. I probably told you this one before, but you probably don't remember it anyways. <laughs> but I was coaching basketball. I was coaching girls, and they were a really athletic group of girls. I mean, just fast. Could run up and down the floor, and I'd just watch them. I'm like, man, they are great. They are really, really, really great. Uh, they play wonderful defense. They get in transition. Nobody can stop them. Not even the coach. <laughs> but sometimes they really, you know how really tall people like to shoot outside and really small people like trying to dunk? They, they were kind of like, they were so blessed to just get in the red and use their athletic ability to, to score baskets and steal. But they wanted to shoot from about 30 feet. And I don't know, you can be a pretty good shooter. Those chances. If you get to the rim, the chances of making the basket are a little bit greater. So one day we're getting ready to play. The night before we're getting ready to play, probably the best team in the league. Man, I gave them a pep talk. I told them how wonderful they were. I told them how fast they were. And how when we play good defense, nobody can stop us. Once we got in transition, nobody can stop us from scoring. And there's not many people who can score on us. So as long as we play our game, we got a really good chance of beating this team that's probably a little better than us. And then I said, but if you start jacking up those three-point shots, we're not going to win. I said, we're not the best shooting team. They didn't know it. <laughs> they never recognized that they didn't shoot the ball very well. I'm like, they looked at me and said, Coach, are you saying we can't shoot? I said, no, you can shoot. You still like the video. <laughs> Man, that was a great motivation speech. I pumped them up so much. Actually, they got mad at me. They wouldn't even speak to me. They were good girls. They did what I asked them to do, but they got so mad that they uh, used their athletic ability to beat that team pretty good in spite of the coach's pep talk. <laughs> And then, but what's cool is once you start playing your game and you get to the rim, those outside shots get open. And so they made a couple of threes down there as they went down. You know how sometimes somebody will make a three and point to the stands or something? They were pointing to the coach. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, they're, they're taunting me. You know, like, but they were a lot better players than they had a, for a coach, I promise you. But, they, uh, but sometimes with our faith, we're the same way. You know, sometimes the Lord's blessed us with, with so much, and we can do so many things, and we forget. We forget what our strengths are. We really do. In basketball, I wanted to be able to dunk it. 
And then when they finally got the doldrum to come down, I finally could. <laughs> but that was not what I was made to do. I was given some other gifts, and sometimes they're hard to find. They're well hidden. But uh, in our faith, God's blessed us with so much. He's blessed us with each other. I mean, look around. He's put us here together for a reason. So we can love and support each other. And I'm going to read a scripture. I'm going to read a little parable that's in Luke 17. It's verses 5 through 10. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down and eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get ready and wait on me while I, can, while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he's told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for allowing us to be here with each other. But most of all, Lord, just thank you for filling this place with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that as we uh, study the scripture, Lord, that um, the folks here and the folks who may be listening online receive the message that you have for them. In Jesus' name, <coughs> amen. Increase our faith. You know, sometimes we ask for things, and if we really turn around and look, and we're really looking for what God has given us, we sometimes are praying for stuff we already have. <coughs> sometimes we're looking for opportunities when the Lord's already blessed us with opportunities. My dad had a saying, that, you know, you don't get ribbons or medals for doing what you're supposed to do. In the same way, we're called to do things. doesn't mean we're not going to be rewarded, but that's not why we do them. We do these things because the Lord's blessed <coughs> and, and we want to grow our relationship with Him. And sometimes it's hard to do. As a teacher, sometimes I will allow kids to do extra credit. Every now and then I will. Usually if they do my work, they, they, if, if they do everything I ask them to do, they're, they're usually probably in pretty good shape in my class anyway. But they're in between grades. I'll give them an opportunity to. The only folks I don't give the opportunity to do extra credit are the ones that haven't done all the work to start with. And I got an email from a parent one time said, you know, my kid's not doing one in class. You said he couldn't do extra credit. I said, no, that's not what I said. I said he could do extra credit after he finished the stuff he's supposed to do. It's not extra if you haven't done what we're supposed to do in the first place. You can't do extra credit. And again, we're called to do certain things, and the Lord's given us everything we need to do those things. And sometimes we get confused. And as the disciples were asking Jesus this question, I think they'd forgotten how much faith they had. I think 
they'd forgotten what the Lord had already blessed them with faith-wise. And in this parable, it's a little bit different. Jesus uses the master-servant analogy several times. But a lot of times he would use it as God being the master. This is not really God being the master, but it's basically how we're supposed to be as servants. When we're serving each other, we're serving the Lord. It's how we're supposed to act, not necessarily what the, what the master is supposed to do. So, again, he's talking about what he expects from us. Again, any servant in that day, or any master that they would expect, the servant would come in and fix his meal. Any master of that day would expect the servant to clean up after the meal. He would expect him to do his job. So, and Jesus tells this uh, parable just to say, you know what? You're asking for something that I've already given you. You're asking for something. You're asking for faith. You already have faith. And if it was just the size of mustard seed, look what you could do. That faith that he's blessed us with, we've got to put it into action. We've got to use it. And in this parable, it really puts aside the idea that we can earn our salvation also. It puts to the side that we can actually earn. We can do enough to earn what God freely gives us. In reality, we are called to do certain things. Through faith, we can do some amazing things. I've seen some ministry done with people who may be thinking they're not old enough to do some of the things that's been done. And sometimes I think, sometimes we think we may be too old to do some of the things. I've seen some amazing ministry done by people who didn't think they could. The Bible's full of that too. I mean, do you really think David, anybody else thought David could defeat Goliath? If you look at that, if you analyze a game, you look at it on paper, what do you think? But no, you see, God equipped him with what he needed. And it was more than a slingshot and a rock. It was faith. It was faith in him. It was faith in him. I've seen communities come together when tragedy hits and support each other. Even when people are hurting, I've seen people serve other people. That's the kind of faith that's being talked about in this parable. Is sometimes... God calls us to do something, and he always equips us with more than we need to do it. But sometimes we're looking at, we want to do something else. It's not really what I want to do. I don't really particularly want to go serve the homeless. Maybe what God's calling us to do. We've got to have faith to know that he's equipped us with everything we need to do to go down to ministry and pick, to minister to people that are different than us. Sometimes we forget that. Again, we've got all Christians, we've got all human beings in a box. We think everybody's just like us. Everybody's just like us. Everybody has the same needs as us. Everybody's been blessed like we have. In reality, there's a whole world out there that's a little bit different than us. A little bit different than us. But that's part of the people we're called to help. You see, this parable stresses the need for obedience. It tells us what we're supposed to be doing. Again, God's, Jesus is telling his disciples, hey, I've already given you the faith. If you just used the faith
size of a mustard seed. This is what you can do. Think about how he's blessed you. Think about how he's blessed me. And sometimes he calls us to do something again that we may not want to do. But it doesn't make it go away. He still puts that urge, that desire in us to do whatever he's calling us to. Because we love him. And eventually, hopefully, we're going to do whatever our calling says. Again, I, I never planned on being. I love being here. I love. I would not trade this ministry I'm a part of right now for anything in the world. But I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't. I don't know if anybody just wakes up, wakes up one day and says, this is what I want to do. I want to a couple of people laughing anyway, but but the thing about it is, when you finally rely on that faith, you get so much peace by doing what you're supposed to do, what you're called to do. Sometimes we look around us and we think, well, so and so's got this gift, so and so's got this calling. Man, I'd be, I'd love to do that ministry. Guess what? That may not be what God's created us to do. Again. There are certain things we're supposed to do. Number one thing is to strive to be more like Jesus every day. And you hear me talk about servants a lot and serving people a lot. You see, that's where we're going to find Jesus. If we're looking for the presence of our Lord and Savior, he's, he's out there helping somebody. If he was walking the earth today, that's where we'd see him. It may be under a viaduct in downtown Knoxville. It may be not too far from here. People that may not... Uh, have been as blessed with material things as we have. We're called to serve those people. Whether we want to or not. Whether we physically want to or not. Now spiritually, I know we want to do what we're called to do. Yeah, we're supposed to do what we want to do. But sometimes we look around at some of the things other people are doing. We're looking around and maybe we're not... Uh, we're being called to do something. We're looking around and saying, well, I'd rather go do this. I'd rather do that. Listen to God. He's equipped you for what he's calling you for. Don't get distracted by everything else. Put your sight on God. Peter had enough walk, uh, faith to walk on the water. As long as he had his eyes on Jesus. When he took his eyes off Jesus, guess what? He noticed the storm was going on around him. And he sunk. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. That's where our faith, that's where our strength comes from. But again, sometimes we let things distract us. And it may be some, something that, uh, that, again, we may think we would rather do. My dad had another saying, too. And I, I, you probably get tired of all these, too. It says, uh, uh, don't worry about the mule, just load the wagon. Don't worry about the mule, just load the wagon. You've got a job. I've got a job. It's what we're called to do. We're supposed to be carrying out the mission of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ to people that need it. That's wide open. Who needs to go hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? Anybody you look in their eyes, anybody that's breathing, needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Anybody. Don't care how old they are. I don't care how young they are. I don't care what they do for a living. I don't care how much money they have or don't have. They need the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're called to do. 
And, and, and you may be saying, Lord, I can't do all this. I can't. You know, give me, equip me with it. He's already given it to you. Again, if you've got the faith of a mustard seed, you've got enough to do what God's called you to do. I've had the opportunity to minister to people of all ages. Again, most of my ministry was with younger people. And the one thing that I've learned is age. When it comes to your relationship with Christ, age don't matter. You're never too young to do ministry. You're never too young to accept Christ's grace. And you're never too old. Now, your ministry may change as you get older. But believe it or not, as we get older, we change a little bit. And I noticed that a little bit yesterday. But it doesn't mean that we're not called to do something now. We're all, we all have a calling. You see, this parable reminds us that we need to be obedient. That's what it's about. We need to do what God's telling us to do. We need to do what Christ has commanded us. You see, Christ is the author of our salvation. When you hear somebody talk about my salvation, it's really Christ's salvation. He shares it with us. It's his. And he freely gives us by putting our faith in him. But no matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we try, without that relationship with Jesus Christ, we're going to be unprofitable servants. No matter how much work we're doing. But again, when we rely on his power, when we rely on his power, then we can do some amazing things. We can do some things that we think are impossible. When we rely on the faith that comes from him. But oftentimes we try to limit God. We try to limit God. We try to place our physical characteristics on God instead of looking for his divine characteristics and trying to be more like him. We try to place our characteristics on him and think that he's limited. We sometimes think his grace is limited. We think his grace are only for people that sin like we do. We think his grace is only limited to people who look like us. In reality, you'll never see anybody that Jesus didn't die for. Everybody needs to hear that good news. And also, we try to limit our faith, too. God may be calling us to something. We say, you know what? I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't take this a little bit of food and feed all the hungry people in our community. But you know what? I see people doing that ministry every day. And if you're right, if we rely on our power, if we rely on our strength, if we rely just on us, we can't do anything. But when we rely on the faith that Jesus has blessed us with, we can't. And you may think, you know, well, he's talking about legalism. He's talking about doing good work. I am talking about doing good works. But I'm not talking about doing good works to be saved. I'm talking about doing good works because you're saved. Amen. There's a big difference. John Clark's got a saying that you can give without loving, but you can love without giving. When we're in love with Jesus Christ, we place our faith in him. We want to do things for others. We want to do good works. 
And then and when we start doing it, we start relying on that power that comes from relationship with him. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we look at these things as not as duties anymore. The things we do to carry out the love and show the love of Jesus Christ, we don't consider them duties anymore. We, we consider them things that we get to do. We get to go do ministry. We don't have to go do this. No, we get to. We're honored to because Jesus has taken somebody like me and placed me in a situation to show his love and grace to people. He's done the same thing for you. For all of us. <coughs> and then when it does come to the time that we're not supposed to do ministry anymore, I figured out when that time is too. It's when you're not breathing anymore. That's when we're called to, okay, we, we don't have to go out and show the love anymore because then we're wanting to hear these words. We want to hear these words that can only come from our Lord and Savior when meeting face to face. It says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Man, don't you like being patted on the back sometimes? How about those words? Those words, when the one that we're serving, the one who created the whole universe and placed us in it to do his work tells us that we did a good job. Think about that. That's what we're here to do as a Christian community, as the church as a whole, as this church, but as individuals, that's what we're called to do. Are you a faithful servant? Am I a faithful servant? Are we doing the things that he's called us to do? Are we placing our faith in him? And receiving an abundance. If you're not, if you haven't placed your faith in him, and you're listening online or you're here this morning, and it's a perfect day to do it. It's a perfect day to place your eternal peace in a Lord and Savior that can do unlimited things. Again, this altar is always open, or you can call or text me anytime. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you and just see what direction the Lord's leading you. What direction the Lord may be leading me? What direction the Lord's leading us as a church? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for blessing us with way more than we need. Lord, I thank you for, uh, for allowing us to do your work. Lord, I just pray that... Uh, that you bless this church and our community, Lord, that you just give us the power and the, the strength to do things that may seem impossible, but through you, 
Lord, it's easier than moving that mulberry tree. We place our faith in you. Our limitations become. Our limitations are no more because through your power we can do some mighty things. Again, we love you, Lord. And we thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.